Mm. It's gonna pop out of a dumbbell like pow. Pow, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Say pop out of a dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the sound that guns make? Instead of big things, pow, pow. Something's wrong with me. <laughs> it's like an onomatopoeia. <laughs> God bless America. So I've been trying to, um, like, cut, um, cut down on my awful language oh wow yeah uh you know just to you know make sure that um i'm more respectable you know okay. respectability <coughs> politics and whatnot I'm that's fair i don't know life or on respectable uh both oh, okay yeah i just i don't know I, I feel like i have a really foul mouth and i, I don't I, I don't like it very much i mean I, i'm never gonna give up using foul language but like mm-hmm. i don't know just something i'm uh trying to try to you know not say fuck every other word you know what i mean yeah so but uh i'm i'm trying to cut down specifically on on goddamn too and uh so i've been saying like god bless america and uh <laughs> you fucking so, uh, 80s action star <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like yeah like i fucking i'm snake fucking pliskin <laughs> that's not actually accurate snake fucking hates america but still like fucking yeah and i feel like being in the south and being like a queer person Uh-oh. and saying god bless america like those are two very yeah, it feels very <laughs> wrong. <laughs> feels like you shouldn't be able to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel that. Those fun times, man. Just fucking... I used to I say God know. bless to people a lot when I left. Like, when I left places. Yeah. What? Not religious. Just like said it. It was just a normal thing. You're just you from the God South. Bless. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I met somebody and they were just, like, a really nice person... Say God, God bless. bless you. Yeah. Would you would you ever say God bless you or just God bless? No, I just say God bless. Okay. Well, what is he blessing though? I don't know. Whatever you want him to. I, f- <laughs> I don't think he's blessing anything, but whatever you think he is. Uh, I mean, that's probably that's probably accurate. Welcome. You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. We have quite a show for you today. It's been a busy week with, uh, uh, you know, a whole bunch of video game stuff happening. Uh, that's not accurate, actually. I wrote that last week and then Uh-oh. just forgot to Uh-oh. change it because. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh oh. <laughs> Rough start. Oops. <laughs> oh well. It could it could be worse, I assume. Oh my god. But I don't know. Anyway, we're here. And at least half of us are queer. You better get used to it. That's true. Sixty six percent. Yeah. That's true. Well, um yeah, well, speaking of that, it is Pride Month and we voted are we well we didn't well uh, like sixty six percent of us voted on the Patreon <laughs> topic. Yeah. Who didn't vote? Uh me, because I can't vote because I am the owner of said Patreon. Oh, okay. I didn't I genuinely didn't even remember voting so i thought it was gonna be me oh actually it might have been you it probably uh, was it, it might have been only like it might have only been dylan what? <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway yeah so we're gonna be talking about some said? uh what what do you mean what was just said i was fucking this is what happens dude jeff is distracting me right now what was just said <laughs> I said, I said that sixty-six percent of us voted on the topic uh, of this show. Oh wow! And I then I said, yeah. And then I said, well, or also said, yeah, I didn't vote. Or I don't fucking know how we got here. <laughs> the point is, is that. I didn't vote, and Austin probably didn't vote, which meant you were the only one who voted for the topic. Oh my god! Hey. <laughs> But I can't vote because I'm the <laughs> owner of the Patreon. But you would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just forgot to vote. I'm sorry. Are there only three of us now? Uh, what do you mean? To vote on the Patreon. Oh, no, no. Oh. There are, uh... Let's say, know, motherfuckers there? better start whipping out the wallets again. Because we don't do this shit for free. No, we do not. We do it because we like it. Um, which is for free. I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna throw up. Also, anyway, I am, of course, your host, the <clears throat> one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Fred Rock Martin and Austin Kid Durst Stevens. I'm. I want to throw up. <laughs> this is not fun for me anymore, guys. This stopped being fun a while ago. Uh, cool. That's good. I'm glad. Austin, are you still, you know, being a dad or whatever? Sometimes. Uh. <laughs> By sometimes he means almost never. <laughs> no, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing great. I love when you scream like that because you usually do it so loud that my headphones don't pick it up anyway. Oh really? Dude, <laughs> Every okay, time. Dude. My headphones cut out. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I heard. I felt like I heard someone kind of like gasp when I did it because there was such a long pause. <laughs> that might have been me. It might have been yeah. Dylan. I, dude, I was cracking up. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to change our intro at some point, man. I don't think I can keep screaming like this. <laughs> yeah, it does feel a little detrimental to your vocal cords over time. Yeah. Which is not a not a good thing. Did I, did I ever tell you guys? No, I don't I don't know that this is accurate. I've never been to a doctor just to see this or anything mm. like this. But mm. when I was in high school in chorus, mm-hmm. um 
<laughs> I the course was like a mandatory class that they had us take. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to take it, but it was you know whatever. Um, but I was in chorus and um, I got seated with the uh, what so. It, is it sopranos are the highest ones? Yep. And then altos are the lowest ones for for females. Uh, yep. Because I know it's I know it's bass and tenor for for men, right? Or for for males. Hmm. Okay. I I just wanted to make sure I got the t- terminology right. Anyway, they 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 put me with the with the altos because I had like a a really high like singing voice or whatever. And, um, I kind of hated that. I was like, uh, this is, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. which is very stupid of me. Um, all things considered. Uh, but anyway, I (laughs) had a, a, a fairly nice singing voice and, then sometime around the end of high school, when I started listening to, uh, like the Kings of Leon and Silver Sun pickups, and they they were like shredding their vocal cords to make like, like fucking screams and like weird noises and shit, and I was trying to emulate that, <clears throat> and now I can't hit like any high pitches at all anymore. Like oh, it's it's shit. Im- it's almost impossible for me. I fucking shredded my vocal cords to the point that like I can't, I can't sing the way that I used to. Wow. Damn. Yep. yep. It's fun times, man. <clears throat> it feels like the start to a movie where you make a comeback in the end. Ooh, that would be nice. It, it would. Oh well, I was gonna say it'd be like the sound of metal, but no, he he doesn't get his hearing back. He's just deaf the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goddamn! <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, let's let's start things out a little bit differently. Usually, I launch into stuff, um, but I don't want to do that this time. I want to I want to hear about uh, the Nintendo Direct that happened today, Austin. Yeah. So I'm gonna do this instead because I haven't done anything else except play Diablo Four. So I don't have anything else to talk about here, but. Surprisingly, we got a Nintendo Direct today. They announced it like uh, last night or sometime yesterday, I think. Which is weird because they kind of made it seem like we weren't getting one. And it was... I I feel like this should have happened last week. I feel like it was weird to have it this week. Uh, Like, I don't know why they... I don't know. Maybe it was just a contract thing. But had some really cool shit in it. Um... I think the most exciting thing probably is, uh, have you guys seen that 2D, that new 2D Mario? It's called, like, Super Mario Bros. Wonder? Yeah. That shit looks really good. I'm very stoked for that. Um, and then the, uh, Super Mario RPG remake, that looked really, really fucking cool. Detective Pikachu 2 seems like a weird inclusion. I, I didn't, I thought, the last thing that I had heard about that was that it got cancelled. Um... I didn't expect didn't. to ever hear that. Really? I'm not going to lie. I missed the Nintendo Direct, but I watched the Detective Pikachu trailer with Sabrina this afternoon. Uh-huh. Um, dude, we're both excited for it, dude. I was cracking <laughs> up. Like, the fact that Pikachu has this deep, husky-ass <laughs> voice, dude, I was dying. 
Yeah, it looks very fun. It looks fun, man. And then halfway through the trailer, I'm like, holy shit, the Pokemon are saying their names. How weird is that? Like, you know, oh, like you, I didn't Ludicolo. notice that. Yeah, they aren't just generated sounds. Like, they're saying, like, Magikarp, Magikarp, stuff like that. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's so different because I'm not, you know, I'm not accustomed to hearing that. The game. Yeah. I was pretty cool, man. Like, October got a little brighter for me because um, that, that's a definite day one pickup. I think it's super cute. That's I, fucking cool. I remember when they were talking about the the movie coming out for Detective Pikachu or whatever, and people were like campaigning for um, Danny DeVito to do the, <laughs> oh the fucking voice for Pikachu, and I was like, hell yeah, brother! Never Dude, happened. I would have been the best shit of my like Ryan Reynolds, whatever you know, whatever. But Danny DeVito, I need that energy yeah. in a Pikachu. Right. Like, this little Detective Pikachu I saw in the trailer isn't quite like that, but he still had some funny moments. Like, it's just not what you would expect. It's like it's mm-hmm. deeper than Ryan Reynolds' voice too. Like, it's it's super down. It's so, deep, dude. It is deep. <laughs> Sabrina's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was cracking up. I was like, this is my favorite thing that I've seen. They um, made this Pikachu sound like a war torn detective. Like he's seen shit. Yeah, he sounds fucking battle hardened. <laughs> that's so funny it's cute though like it looks really cute i i don't think i ever played the first one i honestly forgot it existed until i saw this i'll be honest i never played it wait there was a video game detective pikachu yeah Yeah, it was on the 3ds yeah uh, it was before the movie right yeah that's what inspired the movie and then you know from the hype of the movie we now get this again and they Mm. said this is a continuation on from the uh from the first game so it'll be oh that's cool yeah so we huh. might not know the story, but I'm assuming we don't have to. We can just kind of pick up with this, and it's a new Detective Pikachu type of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would imagine I, so. That's fucking wild. I didn't. Yeah. I really didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did, but I, I never played it. Like That's one of the titles that I missed out on. I think Sabrina actually has it. I might give it a shot um, before this one launches. I think Madison played it. I don't think I did, but I think she did. And I think she really liked it. But I don't know. I just never picked it up. It's weird that that's the spinoff that's inspired a movie. That's odd. I don't know. Um, they also showed off uh, some new footage from the DLC just to not give us, like, not say anything new at all. Um, I think all they really did was show us a couple of new areas and, like, a new outfit uh, that comes with uh, each section of the DLC and then a handful like maybe 15 old returning pokemon that weren't already in scarlet and violet and it's crazy dude because i watched this trailer and i was like wow these environments look really good and i just know that they're not gonna look this good when it actually comes out like i and that's kind of how i like it's kind of how i felt like about scarlet and violet the trailer made them look way better than they actually ended up looking and so I kind of just feel like this DLC is just going to be more of the same. But who cares? I, I already bought it. You're wrong because a part of that DLC, it was showing like, I think it was a whooper swimming through this little water puddle and then they were mm-hmm. floating over and it was super pretty, man. Like that shot, I was like, damn. Like if they can carry this through the entire DLC, I mean, I would be thoroughly impressed. But you're right. It might not necessarily look like that. Um, the festival location looked really pretty. I, I like mm-hmm. the theme of everything there. Like, 
It, it was, it, I mean, I was impressed and I'm happy with some of the returning Pokemon, and I have friends that are going to be happy too because I saw some of their returning favorites coming back, so. Oh yeah, dude, I got so excited when I saw Flygon in that trailer. Yeah, I was like, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, and then um, <clears throat> The festival area looked cool. I didn't really care for the, God, the Blueberry Academy, like the big school in the middle of the ocean because like that just that looks like a set piece that pokemon has done already okay it is it (laughs) a few times underground terrarium is kind of sick it is pretty cool if it actually looks that good in game if it looks that good and they can harness all four regions to be different environments like they showed that's gonna be so cool i hope so I don't know why I still have optimism. <laughs> I don't know why either. <laughs> it's um, good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Nintendo also confirmed the Metal Gear Solid Collection Volume 1 uh, will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Now, is all of that extra content, Josh, is that all in Volume 1, or is half of that going to be split? I would Or do we not know any contents from Volume 2 yet? Yeah, I don't think we know anything from Volume 2. What, oh, what my assumption is is that Volume 2 is going to be uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 and then the PSP games, which are Peace Walker and uh, Spec Ops, I think. Okay. I can't remember the, the name of the other PSP game. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, it'll probably be those. It might even include five because uh, if they're if they're kind of like rebooting the franchise or whatever, they might include five. I doubt it, but it's it's possible. Okay. Um, and I would assume that what they're doing is the stuff that is on um, uh, volume one of the mm-hmm. re- re-release collection, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, I assume that all of that is stuff that's tied to those specific games, and then all the stuff that'll come in Volume Two would be tied yeah, to those yeah, specific yeah. games. Okay, well, that's that's really cool, dude. That's a lot for th- that collection. That sounds mm-hmm. really fucking neat. Uh, I wonder how much it's gonna be. Yeah, On a, I try a to full look sixty it. is fine. For yeah. all of that, I would be willing to pay a full sixty. Me too. Um, Nintendo also used an entire slot to reveal Amiibos, um, and they were Tears of the Kingdom Amiibos, specifically, uh, one of Zelda holding the Master Sword, and one of, uh, Tears of the Kingdom's version of Ganondorf kind of doing his strike pose. Uh, they both look really good, especially the fucking Zelda, that looks beautiful, but I kind of don't care because I know I'm not going to be one of the only 12 people that can manage to snag one, so... It kind of sucks how how short in quantity they seem to print these fucking things. They usually will get a reprint later down the line, but it'll be in like six fucking months. Um, there's a new WarioWare game. I'm sure people are stoked for that. I don't care about that. Do either of you guys care about that? Uh, I mean, WarioWare games are always fun, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that. I, I don't think I've ever played one. Uh, Pikmin 4 was kind of like the big thing for today. Um, <clears throat> whether that you know is a good thing or not depends on you, I guess. Uh, but it looks cute. It looks super fun. Um, I'm not super, super interested in it, but maybe if I can find it on like a good sale, that'd probably be a pickup, but it looks cute. It's cool that they released... Um, they also announced at the end of the trailer for 4 that 1 and 2 will go up on the eShop later today, which they currently already are. 
Um, and that's cool that the whole series is available on Switch, because the third already is, and I didn't even know that. So I might have to dive into these at some point. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it. A bunch of smaller... <coughs> A bunch of smaller indie stuff, and then uh, Mario Kart 8 getting some new tracks and some new characters, and uh, a Luigi's Mansion 3DS game is being remade for the Switch, and that's pretty fucking cool. Oh, the the second one, Dark Moon? Uh, yes. Oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. So, that's fucking rad. They didn't give it a release date, all they said was that it was in development, and they announced that alongside of a uh, Princess Peach solo game. So Interesting. Um, there was also Dragon Quest Monsters. Have either of you guys seen that? No. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. into that. <laughs> it's basically Pokemon with Dragon Quest. It feels like, it, like watching the trailer, it literally feels like a, a fusion of Pokemon with Shin Megami, but with Dragon Quest art style. So I'm in. That's uh, day one. Uh, Sonic Superstars got a new trailer. That's something everybody already knew about that looks really fucking good. Uh, and Batman Arkham series is coming to Switch, which I feel like is way too late for anybody to care. Yeah. I feel like that's something that should have happened, like, 2017, 2018, maybe when Arkham was still kind of a little bit fresh, but, I mean, after Gotham Knights, I don't think anybody's thinking about a Batman video game. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, have you played Star Ocean, Josh? I feel like you've said something about that series uh, once or I've, twice. I've played... Uh, I want to say it was like a PS2 or a PS3 one, but I'm not very familiar with the series. Okay, they announced a remake for the Switch of the second game, I guess. And it looks it looks fun. It just kind of looks like every other JRPG, but, I mean, that's fine, I guess. Um, and that's pretty much it. A bunch of... I'm... The rest of this kind of just looks like shovelware to me, unless you guys know of anything that was said that you'd be into. Um, there was one that I thought Dylan might like called Palea, and it's just one of those cozy sim games, but it looks right up Dylan's fucking alley. Mm, what's it called? Uh, Palea. You mean Paleo Pines? No, this one just says Palea. Oh, okay. P-A-L-I-A. Oh, and it's... I think it's only on, on the oh, Switch. Oh, buddy. What? That looks cute as shit. <laughs> as soon as I saw this trailer, I was like, Dylan would be into this. Uh, apparently it's already out on Microsoft Windows. Oh, Dylan said, all right, going to fuck around. Um, there was uh, a game There's a game called Myth Force <laughs> that was like a, it's like a first-person 3D roguelike. And that sounds... And, like, the whole premise is, like... The first thing that trailer tells you is that this game is based on your typical Saturday morning cartoon. And it just looks like goofy villain of the week bullshit. And I'm kind of down for that. Um, Persona 5 Tactica also got an, an extended look that kind of has me a little more in. But I don't know if that's because the game is winning me over or if it's just the only Persona game that's coming to Switch and I'm sad about it. But either way, I'm, I oh, guess I'm probably going to end up buying it. Oh. But. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> Spend your fucking money on a game that you don't even think that you'll like, and then fucking not buy Final Fantasy. <laughs> I found interest in it today. No, he's saying that shit so he can fucking justify it in his head. 
Maybe. Who knows? I know! I know, motherfucker! <laughs> Do I mean, you? To be fair, he was genuinely, you know, texting me about the game earlier. Like, mm. That's true, I was. I was. I don't the think game... he's just gaslighting right now. <laughs> the extended trailer did make it look like it kind of explains some more of the mechanics. And um, I don't, like, the art style just looked really weird in that initial trailer. And I don't know if it was, like, the resolution of the trailer itself, but it, it looked fucking weird, but in the trailer and the Nintendo Direct, it didn't, like, it didn't look as fucking fuzzy as the original trailer looked. So, I don't, I don't know, maybe that's part of it, but after seeing some of the, a little bit of an extended look at the mechanics, I can, I can kind of get behind it, we'll see. They kind of already hinted that the fucking, the, the new white-haired chick is, like, the main villain at some point. I don't know why they do things like that, but they do. So we'll see if I'm right. Mm, white hair okay. Yeah, they kind of hinted at it. It was like uh it was like one of those like uh oh is she a friend or foe like cringy oh, sentence yeah. you hear in a trailer. So Yeah, yeah. I hope that they didn't just spoil that, but we'll see. <laughs> so is that is that kind of like um Final Fantasy 13 versus this trailer where there was a woman who was very clearly supposed to be an enemy but oh, don't know. I'm going to tie everything back to fucking Final Fantasy now, you motherfucker. <laughs> fucking try me. <laughs> okay. Fucking saying that shit earlier. You, you're you dead to me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, you act like I people, just, like, shat all over it. Uh, well, I mean, you did. I um, didn't. Listen, here's the thing. If we're talking about people being dead to one another, I watched The Blackening. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Blackening is a, a sort of like a horror comedy movie that just released um, uh, for... Uh, I think it got released on Friday, and it was like basically made for Juneteenth. Um, and it's basically uh, uh, sort of like... Uh, I don't want to say a satire, because it's... Um, I mean, I guess it is. I, I guess it technically fits the definition, but it's it's about uh, a bunch of, like, a group of black friends who go up to a cabin in the woods to hang out for Juneteenth like they used to do in high school. It's been ten years since they've seen one another, and, um, and they're just, uh, you know, going to hang out, and uh, they get wrapped up into a series of, um, y- you know, uh, let's call them hijinks. Where they are uh, asked to play a game, Saw style, uh, and then they uh, end up getting um, kind of offed one by one, right? Uh, and I really, really like this movie. Um, I thought it was a hell of a lot of fun, and I liked a lot of the stuff that it was doing. Um, and I'm going to level some criticism at it. In that I don't think that it necessarily lived up to what it was trying to do. Because I it felt like a, a couple of the things that it was trying to say like ended up feeling... Um, I, I don't want to say toothless, but they, it didn't hit the mark the way that I had hoped that it was going to. Um, I, I really do think that there was like a, a nice bit of subversion going on. With 
just simple things where like it, it's very clearly oh this person is going to die oh this person is going to die and then it ends up not working out that way um i think it's very funny i think it's a very very funny movie um and it does poke a lot of you know holes into ancient at this point horror tropes um but it also in some ways felt very predictable where like i i think i guessed who the killer was almost immediately like i was looking in the credits and i was like oh i bet this guy is the killer and then when it got to like his scene in the movie i was like no it's not him they're going to they're going to go a different route so like that was already like a little bit on the like predictability side but then there was this one scene in particular where things went um let's let's just say things went awry um and i was immediately like okay this is who the killer is like i i know this was and it turned out i was right um i just think that that is I, I don't like that. I, I don't like when things like I, if you're going to do something like satire wise, like I would really like for you to do something a, a little bit more uh, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say meaningful. Cause that sounds like that sounds bad, but like, I would like you to, to, to think about it more than just like a, uh, like haha funny joke type thing, you know? Um, as it stands, I thought it, I thought it was a lot of fun, and like the the thing, the reason that I said that I was going to level criticism at it is because I, I feel like I needed to say that because it's not a movie that's made for me, and like it, it very much is made for you know black people, and and it's not meant for me necessarily, um, and so like I could see some people being very upset with like just even like me saying, oh, it's got bad things about it. Like, I, I can see that being a, a a thing. And I I needed, you know, I need to say that it's not for me. It was not made for me, and any sort of criticism that I have is not necessarily going to be fair. From a movie-making standpoint, like, I, I was a little bit upset with some of the directions it went, but, like, as a whole, I had an absolute blast with it. I thought it was a lot of fun. So. Hell yeah. Mm. Dylan, um, I'm going to ask you this because, um, how do I want to say this? Uh, Kayla really likes what you're about to talk about. And I started watching it. Uh, I think, I think I watched an episode or two before she did and I did not like it almost at all. And now they've got this new show from the same creator uh, called... What the fuck is it called? Um, oh, my God. What's the, the the one with Johnny Depp's daughter? I don't fucking remember. Anyway, and people are saying that it is very indicative of Euphoria. And I didn't like that very much. So um, I'm not sure that uh, I would like that show. I don't know where I'm going with this. Tell me about Euphoria. <laughs> What's that show called? I don't fucking know. 
What's the dude's name who made it? Uh, it starts with an S. I don't want to say Simon. That's not right. Um, cause God fuck. damn it, I need to know what this is now. Uh, fuck. God damn it. Okay, hang on. It's an HBO this. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what uh, is his name? Sam Levinson. Sam Levinson. That's it. Uh, and it is the new show is called The Idol. The Idol. Yeah, it's got uh, Lily Rose Depp and um, uh, The Weekend. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, and it just came out, right? Because there's yep. only three episodes. Hmm. Yep. Son of a bitch. Well, that says anything. Yeah, I kind of liked Euphoria, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Did you watch all of it? Uh, here's the thing, Josh. I started it... What is today? Wednesday? I started it Monday. I finished the first season already. Holy fuck! Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yep. So, uh, I mean, that'll just keep rolling after podcast. I'm not even going to lie. Um, let me start by saying I don't know who this show is made for. <laughs> I'll be upfront about that. Uh... uh I've had people at work who are younger tell me that it's fucking awesome, and we even have one of the actors from the show come in and shop, and everyone always freaks out when he walks in. Um, blows my like I was just like, okay, whatever, because I, I didn't know, I couldn't make that correlation. Now I do, and I'm like, oh, cool, okay, I know who he is. Um, but I really didn't know who this show was marketed for. Um, I thought it would be, because of who was recommending me this show, I thought it would be geared more towards like a younger audience, um, it most certainly feels like it's geared towards a very adult audience. I will say that. But at, at the same time, it's like the scary reality that I was facing. It's kind of like it's marketed towards both. And it's to give the older audience like this. To me, it's like a horrifying look into like essentially the environments that today's kids have to grow up in now. But to mm -hmm. the younger audience this is what they do grow up in this is that atmosphere this is just life to them it, you know i mean that's that's what i get the the feeling of but <clears throat> once i initially got past like this shock factor that i was actually of like watching what i was seeing i couldn't help but get caught up in the world like i'm not gonna lie like i did really wind up enjoying the show um at least the first season and like i said man this show was a gut punch. Um, so, I mean, if you don't know, the story follows like a group of, I guess, high school and college age kids who live, like, everyone lives very incredibly different lives. Um, most of them are friends, I would say. Or if they're not friends, they're acquaintances, I, I think. Um, and throughout the show, you can see them hanging out with one another or partying, partying together, you know, st stuff like that. Um, but you also get, like, really in-depth looks at their private lives as well, which, let me tell you, I'm going to keep using this word, it's a gut punch, if you don't know what you're about to see. Um, for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm watching this show, and I'm like a dad. I'm like, I'm literally saying shit out loud while I'm watching this, and I'm just, like, begging them, like, no, just don't, you know, just don't do that. It's like it's it's a show that I'm caught up in and I'm like fuck like I just want these kids to be 
safe and not do this stupid shit that I'm seeing or like it just oh man like I, I get really caught up in it and it's truly hard to make it through some of these scenes and it's not just like sex and partying that the show tackles or even just like stupid high school drama and the lives that kind of unfold around that it really goes to tackle the dark side of stuff too like sexual assault and like truly misogynistic behavior towards women that will fucking make your blood boil like oh my god like there is a dude in this show who is the equivalent to Joff Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones like I oh he plays a good character and I have to remind myself that he's just a character motherfucker pisses me off um but then on top of that, it, it tackles things like drugs and the absolute shit show that comes with addiction. And that brings us to Rue, who's our main character. Um, she's the main character of the series, and she's played by Zendaya. And this is a side of Zendaya that I f truly love to see. She plays a character that, in theory, you should not love. But as you kind of watch her story, you can't help but like fall in love for this girl because she she's just... She's just a really great storyteller, I think. And she she not only narrates her own life, and you get to see that, but she narrates the story of the other lives we eventually get to see as well. And she's kind of the perfect example of a beautifully written character to me in season one. I say season one as far as I've gotten. Um, it's like I felt her anger, the depression, the hurt, and happiness. It's like... She battles addiction from an early age that's brought on by an incredibly fucked up and depressing backstory. That, it's the last time I use this word, I promise. It's a gut punch. Um, but it's almost like she was just destined to be this drug-obsessed shell. And it's, like, through these episodes, I grew to love her and how she does cling to happiness when she finds it. Because it was few and far between, and... It's just hard to watch someone struggle through that, dude. And like like I said, the kind of story that unfolds around her. And I think that's why I kind of like this show so much. Um, in a weird way, I thought about this. Other than, So let me just say, other than Rue, though, like there are characters that you'll come to know and like love, hate, or tolerate, truly. Because I don't feel like there's much more of an in-between other than that. Um... It's a great cast that feels diverse, and you get to spend, like, a really good amount of time with them, like I said earlier. But the more that I watch this show, the more that I, I could not help but correlate it to, like, a cyberpunk world without all the robotics and shit and the flashy neon lights. Like, this show in truly encompasses what that cyberpunk lifestyle is all about. It's the... It's this... Like, it's everything that I just talked about. It's the it's the dark side of addiction, you know, whether it be from sex, drugs, or body enhancements even. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this high-octane lifestyle. And I think that's why I really started to lo love and enjoy the show. Because it wasn't what I thought it was at all. Um, it's not... I'm not going to say Degrassi's a happy show, but, I mean, compared to this shit, it's fucking Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what I was getting, but I'm happy I got what I did. 
And like I said, as soon as this sh like we're done here tonight, I'm gonna go start season two. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um, I have to be completely honest. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, like I can it. See it that. I it felt like uh, I hate to say this, but it, it kind of felt like fucking misery porn to me. Where <laughs> like it was just like it was like sadness just for the sake of sadness. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I do. How far did you make it? Uh, a couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah, it gets better. It gets happier, I promise. But you're right. Those first couple of episodes, you're like, God damn. Like it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> there was something that happened at work the other day, and someone compared this chick that we work with to a girl. They're like, you know, you really remind me of a character f from Euphoria. We And she was like, have you ever seen the show? And she was like, no. But then she started to think about it, and she's like, Aren't they all bad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, they're not great. Bit. Yeah, they're not great. <laughs> oh, uh. just crack, cracking me up, man. But yeah, I, I, I can't help it. Like, I genuinely like the show, and I don't know if I'll like the one that you told me about. But I'm assuming if I finish season two in the next couple of days, I'll want a little taste of something. So. You had me at the weekend. I fucking love the weekend as an artist, so I cannot wait to see him as an actor. Yeah, well, hell yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, that all said, I guess we'll get to our topic of the show, uh, which is kind of fitting that we're talking about Euphoria. Hey. Um, <laughs> so, as we all should know by now, June is the united states's delegated pride month uh and as such uh you know we should talk about it that's right our topic of the show isn't going to be related to video games uh well yeah it is it is i'm i'm kidding uh but we do want to marry the two together we want to talk about politics and video games of course uh and how they intertwine in the realm of lgbtq plus people representation matters so let's talk about it. Let's talk about the history, the current state of things, and of course, where we'd like to go. Um, I think the first place to start um, would be, I guess, where do you guys kind of think uh, we're currently sitting? Because I, I don't think that we're sitting in a bad place uh right now although it could be significantly better i think mm -hmm. that uh, gaming is definitely getting more inclusive um which is great and um yeah so i i don't know where, where you guys think we're sitting i feel like we're in a good place but it's it's i would say i think it's the best place that we've ever been i feel like each year that passes we get better at where we're supposed to be but we need to take steps to include a lot more of the issues that we kind mm -hmm. of not not even issues i think we just need to we see we at first we started to see a lot of like if i remember correctly when we started to to make progressive steps towards where we should be you know today we first started seeing a lot of gay and lesbian couples um mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. then started seeing a lot more um, uh, trans representation in games. 
but we haven't seen everything else encompassed by the community. Like, you don't see, like, a bisexual or a transsexual person struggling a lot, or, you know, like... I'm not saying that you have to make a video game, and you know, surrounding the questioning of one's sexual nature, but I think, like, there's much more to the community that we need to see, and I think a part of it would be kind of like representing the struggles that people not not does not matter which letter you fall under in the community like i think it i think people still need to see like the stories that i feel like we've gotten have been stories that are on the other side like someone who's already found themselves or um is in an is in an accepting place but i feel like unfortunately we need to see the other side of it because I think that is the complete eye-opening side. Like, the part where you question yourself every night before you're falling asleep, or you're terrified to talk to the people that you love because you're afraid of the repercussions. And when you do, there actually are repercussions, especially people like, you know, the three of us, we live in a very hateful, hateful, hateful place. Um, so there's repercussions to being able to talk about stuff like that. And I feel mm -hmm. like... We're, we, we've done super great at getting more of a mainstream movement behind it to represent it in a positive light but I think it's time to show some of the some of the darker stuff too and kind of the the beginning of the road and not necessarily the middle and end of it as much mm -hmm. yeah I, I'm in total agreement on that I do think that um, we we do get to end up seeing a lot of people's uh, already completed journeys. Like for just for instance, life is strange. The, um, uh, what was it called? True colors. The one that came out like t two years ago. Um, I thought that was great f uh, for all kinds of representation. And it ended up being not, I don't think these things necessarily ring hollow. Uh, it's more that like, I, I do think that there is a space to be carved out where you get to see the people struggle with with identity and, and what that potentially means. That way, like, one of the things that, I mean, like I said earlier, tra representation matters. So, like, I think a lot of people, they see things such as, like, um, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, like, they'll see, like, a trans character or even a trans person on screen. And if they are, like, having those sorts of feelings or they know that they're trans or whatever, they see that and they're like, oh, that's, like, that's cool. Someone out there is also understanding that, like, I am going through these things and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But, like, a lot of the time we get to see them after they've already completed their journey and, like... That's cool, but the people who are still struggling don't get to see, um, they don't get to see the struggle, so they don't get to necessarily, like, they can see, oh, this is my end point, but, like, what about all the other stuff that happened? How, how did they get through this? Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Also, what, what, you got some thoughts? Yeah, so, like, kind of going back to the whole, like, um, you know, a lot of the times when we see characters like this, they're, they're characters that 
have kind of already came to their conclusions. Um, another reason I think it could be really important to portray those characters and kind of show how they came to their conclusions and the emotions and feelings that they felt through their journey to those conclusions, um, I think it would be not only beneficial to the kids who are struggling with coming with with coming to their own self, um, but I think it could also help towards like, you know, the the because at the end of the day, I I think a lot of the hatred and, and a lot of the bigotry towards the LGBT community is either a lack of understanding or a not want of uh, not wanting to understand. And so by kind of showing that journey through someone else's perspective, somebody can kind of sit there and be like, okay, like, well, maybe I can understand, you know, what not, not obviously you're not going to fully understand unless you're going through the same thing, but through by playing through somebody's perspective, you can kind of get an idea and, and, you know, maybe that can, help open some people's eyes a little bit and to to help humanize these people in a way that they might not be thinking of them does that make sense i don't know if that made sense but it made sense to me i understood you okay thank you dylan i got you <laughs> uh, well um so one thing that i think maybe uh, speaks to I don't know something else that like uh, not necessarily like in game itself but like it, it could potentially be another thing of, of greatness for for um, you know LGBT people um, is seeing these people in um not just the games, but in the positions of the people who make the games or in the people who, like, represent the games. So, like, uh, uh, for instance, um, like, streamers, right? Um, like, seeing a... Seeing a... Um, like, a trans streamer, right? And, you know, say Twitch is, like, your thing... Like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the, of the words that I'm trying to say. Like, if you're trans and you see a trans streamer and, like, that's your sort of, like, reprieve, you know what I mean? Like, you don't watch movies, you don't play video games, but, like, you watch people stream. Like, that could be very, very inclusive and lead to a lot more progress. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, does, does that, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um where do you think we're at with with regards to that? Like seeing that representation in areas that aren't um aren't just inside the games themselves. See, I don't really know. Like I mean, I feel like I mean, I don't know like in terms of like people in the community in terms of like leadership roles uh, uh, developing these games I truly don't know where we're at but I feel like I can recall reading more articles recently that put I guess people in the community at a higher level I guess is the best way to say it like I feel like I remember seeing more of that but I can't tell you which one it, you know what I've read but I just I feel like we could always do better. 
I feel like it's important, especially to have like voice actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, my, you guys know, I think my biggest, like my biggest push to people to play in regards to experiencing a little bit of the community is tell me why. I love that game so much. It's one of the best representations of trans that I've seen. Like, you get to see it from the young side leading into the older side. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the character that have not the, <laughs> the person that plays uh, Tyler Ronan, I think that is a trans male as well. And he took so much passion in the project because he wanted to make sure the story was done right. So stuff like that, I think we're doing good on, but I want to see it done so much better. Like if there, I I want a trans person cast in that role. You know what I mean? Like let mm-hmm. them have the passion and the story that only they know how. Let them do the voicing of stuff like that. But also I think if you're going to tell the story, it kind of helps to have like a lead executive in that role too. So I hope that's where we're at, Josh, to answer better your question. But I tr- I don't know where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I think I agree with you. I, I was actually reading somewhere earlier today that the um, one of the selling points for Final Fantasy 16 uh, was that they redid the original Japanese in English um, and let the English uh, script be the one that was like dubbed first. So the like English actors got to kind of like be the ones who gave all of the emotion, and it wasn't like a trying to to remix to a like Japanese um, like soundboard or, or, or what have you. That's pretty and, cool. Yeah, so it gives it a lot more authenticity, right? And I think to speak to your point about like the um, uh, like the emotions that people feel and, and whatnot, having I think trans people in in trans characters or gay people in gay characters, I mm-hmm. think that that's a like I think that that's a step forward that we should be striving for if we're not already there. I, I, yeah. I definitely think that it's the. I think it's the best way to to. I don't know. Sh- I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Hmm. I know what you're saying. Okay. Good. Good. Best way to show representation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just. I. I don't know. I feel uh, when when I start saying like words over and over again, I'm like, what What are words other than this that I can say? And then uh, I start feeling stupid, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to stop talking now. Um. Okay. Yeah. So, with that all said, is there, I think, anywhere that we we would like to see gaming go as far as representation with pride goes. Um, I'm sure that there's some things that like, I would like to see that I can't think of off the top of my head, but like is I, I, what about, uh, I mean, what about like non-binary? I feel like that that's something that hasn't really been, I haven't seen a whole lot of representation in that. I think I've Um, only seen it in like apex. Yeah, it's definitely an apex, and I think in theory, if I'm not mistaken, I could sound stupid here, but Flack is considered non-binary <coughs> in the Lands Theory. Mm. I'm not sure. I think they I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely a place that it needs to go. I was trying to think, like, I want to see more stories 
like, I mean, fuck, I'll go back to what I said. I want to <coughs> see more stories that show the the harder side of living as a, you know, person in the community. I want to see, you know, the episode, and I'm uh, it's just hilarious that I'm speaking about it because I think that's the episode I stopped on. The episode of The Last of Us that showed that really fucking authentic gay relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to play a game that in, that it just embodies a story like that. Like, don't... Yeah. I mean, just... I'm not saying make it a central focus of the game, but just tell the story right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, God, that was such a well-written, just emotional episode. Yep. I mean, 100% agreed. I would love to play a video game that kind of has that same passion put into it. Um, and truly, I don't know what I'm asking for. I don't know if I'm asking for a social sim-based game or if I'm asking like something, you know, with "Tell Me Why" or even even The Last of Us, you know, you know, with how Ellie's journey has been going. It's like I don't know what I'm asking for, but I'm just asking if it's going to be in a game, flesh it out a little more. Let's mm-hmm. explore the lives. Um, because I think that's what we don't do. Yeah. I like yeah. seeing more games have um, non-binary pronoun options. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I've been seeing that a lot. I think yeah. Diablo 4 had one. That's a good one, Austin. Like, customization needs to be further, too. Like, that's a mm-hmm. great option. Like, letting you ch- it, just say, choose the body type, you know? Don't make it a male-female mm-hmm. thing. Choose the body you want. Like, that's that's a good one. I think that's it needs to get a little more advanced and evolve a little bit but i think we're yeah for sure a great spot right now but make make it better give me more i under like in in the case of even something like cyberpunk like i i liked the way that they did the pronouns but then if you choose like if you choose the masculine pronouns you have a very deep masculine voice and then if you choose the feminine pronouns you have like a very high-pitched uh, feminine voice, and I kind of think that could be done without. Like, there's no, I don't really think that there's any reason that those two need to be tied together whatsoever. Yeah, but maybe that's I, just a small complaint. No, I agree with you. I, I that's something that I've, I've a hundred percent like found. Like, we, you can do like, um, like old voice, you know mm. what I mean? Like, you can make your characters, uh, old, so to speak. In, in RPGs where you make your character, but you can't change the voice from, like, a deeper to a, a, a lighter one if you're, like, you know, male versus female or, or, yeah. or what have you. Like, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's just weird to tie, the t- to tie like, the tone of somebody's voice with the pronoun. Um, yeah. But it is cool to see, to see games give you more of those options. And Cyberpunk did do a good, mostly a good job at being... Um, uh, very inclusive. I think there were parts of the game that kind of have, that kind of unrealistically, uh, that's not the right word. Um, I think that game kind of has a problem with fetishizing trans people a little too much, but I think that's a whole other discussion. Um, but customization could be a lot deeper. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head right now that I like. I'm dying to see in video games, but th- I'm sure that there's something out there that I would like to to see w- done better, or or maybe 
I don't know. Uh, maybe even something as simple as like I know this is going to sound stupid, but like a g- like gender bent main characters. Like if you mm-hmm. reboot something, like why not make Cloud That's a fucking, fucking woman? Rad. Yeah, I'd be down. You know, I I mean we th- we think about that kind of stuff all the time, and like uh, like people will be fucking assholes about it. Like remember when Miles Morales was was fucking the new Spider Man, and everyone lost their fucking minds because. Yeah. How dare a black man be Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though you know that's that's kind of the whole point of Spider-Man, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, like I would I would love to see like a, a new like I, I like I thought it was fucking cool as fuck to see um, what's her name uh, Lightning take over like a lead spot in a Final Fantasy because up to us like up until that game really there was no like lead female and Mm -hmm. like i would love to see like take lightning and and make make her a man take fucking cloud and and make him a woman you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like reinvent things that like people aren't necessarily expecting i don't know yeah that could be fun i don't know um i would like to see and i don't know if this is a weird thing to say but i would like to see jrpgs as a genre like as a whole be a little more inclusive than what i feel like they are um i feel like you don't see a lot of a lot if any lgbt representation um in in a lot of jrpgs uh and there have even been some jrpgs that are borderline offensive to, uh, towards the LGBT community that are kind of crazy that that just slipped through the cracks there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I feel I just I feel like there's not a lot there in JRPGs at all. Yeah. Unless the story like specifically focuses around it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that there's a there's a different culture there that mm-hmm. like kind of makes it a little bit different than mm-hmm. you know what we're dealing with in America but but with that said I, I agree with you I, I do think that like there should be some sort of like I don't know difference being made there mm-hmm. um, another thing that I this isn't necessarily LGBTQ I mean I, I guess you could maybe make it in the realm of like uh, like uh, like asexual or something like that, but like, I would also really like to start seeing like uh, games with more platonic relationships between males and females. Like, no. I don't feel like there's enough representation of that in in media in general, but especially in video games. Like, I feel like there's a lot of like, oh, this is the love interest of the main character. Like sexual tension. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's really necessary to be honest with you i think yeah. you can get away with that stuff without i don't know i can't even think of a scenario where that hasn't happened or where that has happened like a good platonic relationship yeah i i you can see it sometimes in like final fantasies like like i don't think that there's really a a romantic relationship in final fantasy 7 like at all i think that like i know you can go on dates with with characters but I don't think that that ever leads to any sort of like romancing options or anything like that and none of them are explicitly like in love with one another um so like I I don't know like I've seen it before but like it it's rare 
and when it does happen, it's it's often very like understated. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Um. Yeah, is there anything else that we should maybe talk about? Um, other than you know, fuck America and its draconian rules. I mean, I think we covered a lot. I mean, I, and I already talked about mine, so I just wanted to ask you both: what's like a good game in your mind? Does that kind of hit the representation that you would like to see? Um, I think awesome Catherine game. Full Body Full Body does a pretty good job with the inclusion of the um, of Ren. Oh yeah, Ren. Thank you. Holy shit! I was like, what is that motherfucker's name? Um, but like, like it, it takes Vincent through a real shock when he realizes that Ren has kind of been a boy because he kind of questions those feelings of, well, fuck, do I really care that Ren's a boy or not? And like, and you got to think this is, this is a, a game made by fucking Atlas in like 2012, 2013. Like that in Japan, that was probably a pretty big deal that they made a storyline like that. Um, and it well, went on Rin to do really a, fucking well. Rin was an addition in in the new version of the game. Though, yeah, right? and yeah, because the original came out in like two thousand nine or two thousand ten. No, there's no way. Yeah, that, the original full came body... out. The full body came out in like two thousand thirteen or fourteen. No, or 12. no, sir. There's I'm no looking fucking it up. way. That's a relatively recent game. Full body. Oh yeah. shit! I guess it is. What the fuck? Yeah, I thought that the original was much older than that. Okay, well, whatever. Twenty nineteen. Okay, that kind of just takes my whole last point out of the way, but <laughs> it's still cool. It's still a cool, cute little relationship. Yeah, I agree that they do kind of do some weird shit where they undercut it because technically it's like an alien or something. Yeah, Ren's an yeah. alien. <laughs> but like, is, it's still cute. Yeah, of. it's it's cute, and and uh, again, I think to your point, like it does offer like the the sort of like trans representation pretty well it just i i hate that it undercuts it by like the fact that Ren's an alien like it almost feels like it's like you're that almost there like okay um i do have a question and this has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about kind oh of my like, god do you know if justin likes this game what Catherine, Catherine full body yeah, or, yes either or or yeah either, I, guess. I don't know if he if he if he necessarily likes it Main character looks like his little crush in Persona Five, so I was just wondering. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I guess maybe. Yeah, maybe he does. Maybe. Maybe. No, I can see how it does undercut it, but at least until you know that, it's still cute. Yeah. You know. Um. As far oh, as like, gosh, hit me. As as far as like representation goes, I. I do think that the that the um, Life is Strange series has, has done a good job of that. Like, but well, actually, really, almost everything that Don't Nod has done. Like, I am yeah. I'm relatively positive that they did your uh, yeah they your did. what's it called? Tell me why. Tell me why. Yeah. Um, and then they've done uh, you know li- the first Life is Strange is a the lesbian relationship, and then. Um, uh, God True damn, Colors. I still haven't played Life is Strange, dude. I need to get on it. You should, it, especially if you like the. Um, uh, tell me why. It, it's basically the same yeah. game, just just with like different mechanics. All right. Well, um, that's on the list. And I think but, on one of the two, like PlayStation or Xbox, it's free on one of the two. Hmm. 
think it's free on PlayStation, but I think it's on the PlayStation Plus thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I have that. <coughs> uh, True Colors does the does the bisexual thing. So, like, I I think as a series that that that's probably a, a good thing. Um, yeah, they're the ones that stand out to me. But like, I I mean, I'm going to talk about it in just a second. Um, Final Fantasy as a series has got a long history of being subversive and and like transgressive with with its politics where like you you kind of don't expect it. So um, I accept your answer, but I need to know something. Mhm. Have you brought up Final Fantasy at every corner because of earlier today? No. Okay, I'm just wondering if that's what's happening because it's you've had perfect moments throughout this entire show where it's fit exactly where it should, but I'm like, did he put this much thought into this shit? It's happened exactly where it should on every single turn. Yeah. For those of you that um, don't know, earlier Austin said that Final Fantasy 16 should get the least favorite game of the year. I think is what he said. I don't think favorite. that I said that. That's <laughs> I the think thing. that he said that it's going to be the worst fucking game ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have receipts. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. No. I at first I was going to just I I brought it up in the intro and then I was like nah and then it just. It literally has just been a matter of like. Um, That's why I'm cracking up because I'm like, I don't know if he's doing this on purpose, but if he did, <laughs> so much thought went into this planning. No, I oh. definitely think he's doing it on purpose, and he's just saying no because you called him out on it. Well, no, I'm literally about to talk about Final Fantasy V, which has a, has LGBTQ representation. That's in it. Well, hell yeah. So, so fuck you, Austin. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I brought on your harassment. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, cool. GG. Well, that was the that was the gay talk. Yeah. <laughs> Did that just be our show name? The gay talk. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, if it works, it works, man. If it works, it works. Austin, I officially. What's the word? You're a substitute gay man. Okay. Cool. Like each you, you get the gay card over. right now. Yeah, that's what it is. You're invited to the festive barbecue. Sick. Yep. Love that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's get to what we've been playing. Um, so I've been playing Final Fantasy V. Uh, is that Final the fifth one. That's yes. That is All the right. fifth one. Well, uh, you know, technically, I think that there were some spinoffs before then. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, Final Fantasy V is, is the fifth, uh, installment in the Final Fantasy series. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I have been obviously playing through these because of the, um, the video that I'm trying to make and I'm trying to gather footage and, and things of that nature, but, um, I went back to this one because I went, like, I've been playing through, like, kind of like all of them or whatever and i had beaten five pretty early i think or at least i'd gotten like relatively far and i'd you know i'd gathered enough footage for it but um there's just been like a call for me to this game i don't know what it is per se that is drawing me particularly to 
five because I also kind of like when I was playing through six, I had a very similar feeling where it was like, God damn, this game is so fucking good. Um, but I haven't felt the same kind of like want to go back to to that game. Um, I I don't know why that is. It just <laughs> hasn't worked out that way. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Final Fantasy V, uh, I'm playing the Pixel Remastered. That was released on PlayStation this year, but the original Final Fantasy V was released in 1992, I think. Uh, let me look this up. It was on the SNES. Um, and uh, it is very often... Yes, 1992. It is very often overshadowed by both 4 and 6... Uh, and I think, to an extent, maybe rightfully so. Six is one of the greatest games ever made. Just period, end of fucking story, it's over. It is one of the best games ever fucking made. Um, four, I think, is when Final Fantasy started getting taken seriously because there was more to the stories, there was more to the characters. It became much more of a... Um, I don't want to say respected, but it became more, um, I guess, intelligent with the way it told stories. That's that's probably a good way to put it. Uh, more sophisticated, for sure. And 5 kind of harkens back a little bit to older, like 1, 2, and 3, where it is very much rooted in what made those games kind of like work with like dungeons and like the... Tells of the crystals, and then kind of like uh, this one returns to the job system from three, and and makes like significant improvements to it. Um, but it takes all the old tropes of the Final Fantasies and then and combines them in this way that like feels fresh. I feel like even even in you know what this is twenty no this is thirty one years later. Um, it just feels different. I, I don't know how to really describe it. Like, so the the big thing here is is the job system. It's all part of the the ATB. But the job system, which was developed in Final Fantasy III, basically means that you don't have a set class for each of your characters. You can change your class at any given time and <clears throat> and work on multiple classes, like if you want to, at once. So, like, if you want to have Bart's be a knight and a monk, you can switch between knight and monk between battles to gain levels in both of those classes. And it levels up, like, separately from your your actual, like, character level. And your character level is where you gain all of your stats and things of that nature. Um, but the smart thing that this does is that it allows you to carry over abilities that you learn from your other classes. So, like, if, for instance, you want to have the, uh, like, white mage abilities for white magic on a knight and basically create a paladin, you can do that. Or if you want to take a, like, really strong... Uh, I mean, we'll go back to the knight, right? If you take your knight and then give him the black magic ability from, uh, 
from a black mage, you can do that. You I, and there are all kinds of abil- abilities that you can do that with. Like for instance, there's a um, there's the two-handed ability that the knights get. So that means you can obviously two two-hand a, a sword and inflict twice the damage. Give that to your black mage who's running with like a dagger or whatever. You automatically double their damage, and it, it's just a really it's a really fucking good system. Like I, I really fucking like it. Um, but I am kind of enamored with the story a little bit, which is not something I think that a lot of people think about with regards to five, because again, four and four and six are the ones that have like these all time great stories. Um, but it it kind of has like a lot of the fantasy tropes that we have kind of come to know and expect from from the Final Fantasy series but like it throws in like a a sort of like whimsy to it that like I don't think is necessarily um present in a lot of games around it like Four is pretty dark. Six is very dark. And seven is very much a, like... I, I mean, I, it's it's very dark. It's got moments of, like, like levity and stuff. But, like, it's... Overall, is is a relatively dark story. It's about the fucking world dying, right? Um, but it also kind of takes into account, like... I'm trying to think of the best way to to describe this. But it kind of takes a a look at how decisions have consequences for um people other than yourself, if that makes sense. Like the story kind of gets broken into like three different parts where you have uh, the world one, which is Bart's world, and then it gets folded into a second world, and then at the end it gets thir- folded into a third world, and there's like these reality kind of warping events, but like stuff that makes that takes place in like the past comes back to kind of like be different in the future, and it just it tells this really nice story of like again how actions don't impact just you; they impact like others around you. Um, but one of the, one of the things that I found really, really enticing and really, really just like beautiful in this game was the character of Ferris and Ferris is, um, a pirate captain who you meet very early in the game. I think within the first hour and Ferris is sort of a, um, like, I don't want to say macho, but, like, very strong-headed and sort of, like, um, domineering captain. But the thing about Ferris is that Ferris is not a he. Ferris is a she. And Ferris is literally a gender non-conforming person. She does not like being in the trappings of, of traditional femininity. So she has escaped her role as a princess and gone on to 
kind of dress in a more manly fashion, you know, quote unquote manly fashion, in order to present as as a male and to kind of get the quote unquote respect that that men would get. And the thing that I thought was really cool about this wasn't necessarily that it was around in a game from 1992, which in and of itself is really fucking cool, but I really love the fact that none of the characters, after they find out that, that quote unquote, he is a she, is to, like, ridicule her or anything like that. They switch from saying he to she and never make any sort of mention of of why she doesn't want to dress like a princess or anything like that. They just kind of treat her like she's a fucking human, which is astounding. Again, for a game from 1990 fucking 2, like this is like just chef's kiss. It's like, you know, um I don't know. I really like this fucking game. I really think that it's kind of underrated. The job system does a lot of fucking lifting to make this game like really, really good and infinitely replayable. Um, I do think that sometimes this sort of like whimsical take that the story goes and like some of the tropes that it pulls from, like Galuth, uh is the standard kind of like protagonist who doesn't have his memory um, at the beginning of the game and kind of gains it back over the course of the game. You know, the the whole fucking uh, typical JRPG amnesia storyline type shit. Uh, some of that gets old, but like, it's, it's a fucking good game. It's a really fucking good game, man. I really think it's overlooked. I, I think it's one of the better games in the series, like top five, maybe. Um... Yeah, I, I fucking love this game. I think it's 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 fantastic. And uh, if you're into turn-based RPGs or pixel sprite RPGs, I fucking pick this game up for the pixel remaster. It's like seven bucks. It's excellent. So I was gonna ask you, where are you playing it at? Uh, I'm on PlayStation. Okay. Actually, I'd never looked at it before, and it looks. I mean, it looks really good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's uh, the pixel remaster as a whole. Like across the board, these games look fucking beautiful. I think they retouched everything using sprite work from like six um, as like a basis. So everything just looks crisp and beautiful. And they've got all of these really nice like uh, like input commands where like you can turn battles on or off if you want to skip sort of like random battle shit. Uh, they have like a, a speed modifier where you can run through um, the games like quicker. Like your your movement speed is is turned up. Uh, they've also I I can't remember if it's in all of them, but I know I know for a fact that it's in five. They have a auto battle feature, so that then like if you don't want to take on the you know just kind of standard mobs around you, but you want to grind to gain some levels and shit, you just you go around, you get into your random battles, and then you you just press square, and then it automatically does it for you. Well, it's fucking cool. Nice and convenient. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of really awesome quality of life stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love this game. It's a good game. Hell yeah. Great game. Final Fantasy is a good series with great games. 
better than Persona. Um, I'm sure. (laughs) I plan to buy this collection because I think I would enjoy these games a little bit, but we'll see. Eighty dollars is a high price to pay for a physical for that, so I don't know. Mm, Yeah, I've been eyeing it on Play Asia. Play Asia. Is that where you got Diablo 4? Oh, look at that transition. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, me and Dylan have both been playing Diablo 4. Well, and it's so good. why you keep changing the 4 in the docket to the fucking number and not the actual... Because somebody keeps changing it to the Roman numeral, so I'm going to keep changing it back. It's it, me. I know. And it bothers me that you keep changing it to the number. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Dylan, how are you feeling about it? I'm feeling like it's currently my game of the year and that you need to leave it as the Roman numeral. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> how are you feeling about it? I agree. It is also currently my game of the year. I okay. It's literally the only thing that I've done since we recorded last. All of my free time has been playing Diablo 4. Um... Like, I even... I I got bored playing Necromancer, and I think I'm, like, halfway through Act 3, and I decided to pick up Rogue, and it's so much more fun. I don't even care that I've experienced all this story already. I'm having a fucking blast. I'm gonna be honest. I've done it now four times. Jesus Christ. It's... Wait, what? Not the whole game. Okay. I, I keep making it to certain points... Started with Barb, made it re- made it to level 20 on the Barb, started a Druid, made it to the main hub city on that, but then I was like, nope. Then I started my Rogue. Rogue is almost at level 30, if I'm not mistaken. That was like my baby. And then when Sabrina got the game, she just started. So I was like, well, let me just start a little Sorcerer. Turns out I have a new favorite class, and now I can't stop playing Sorcerer. So what I've done is redo all the same shit that I did on my Rogue because I'm trying to level up trying to do more fights and it's more fun to fight as a sorcerer because i fucking slay everything um and i just i find myself already at level 18 on my sorcerer that i started like yesterday or something so or the day before that's not it's not good it's not that's good crazy play for like a couple of hours for the past two days because i've been busy with other shit but uh houston we got a big big problem because I, I like this game a lot it's okay, I'm pretty sure my rogue's already early 20s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. But I'll be real, the, the more time that I've gotten to invest in it, and even, I'll be straight up, even though I'm doing some of the same quests, I fucking love them, man. Like, I'm still finding new stuff in the beginning areas that somehow I miss mm-hmm. because I explore everything. So somehow I still missed some stuff, but then getting to replay the quests and really delve into the story and understand it, it's so nice, man. And... I I don't want to spoil anything because I think the story is something to be experienced. Like, it's actually really good. The ending of the first act made me, uh... What's the word? Is that where you fight the big guy? No. It's the one... All I'm going to say is there is a scene with Lilith that plays out where... You know how Austin and I, last week, I believe we said, you know, on the episode that didn't get published, on the episode we said that... uh, Oh, it's published now, you fucker. (laughs) Now. I know it is. I saw the email. Um, 
I think we said that she was very compassionate and stuff like that. But at the at the end of Act One, there's this cutscene that plays out where you can finally feel her ferocity, and it's behind calm words, which is even more terrifying. Like she is a force to be reckoned with. And weirdly enough, dude, I sympathize with her more than I do Inarius, who's <laughs> the more angelic leader. And I'm not even trying to be like a funny little simp. Like, her cause right now is kind of fucking just. Like, Honestly, Inarius is kind of a dickhead. Inarius is a huge dickhead, and I have no positive feelings towards that motherfucker whatsoever. I know Lilith is trying to open up the gates of hell, but I'm like, I mean, if I better than this. one or the other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck you just trying to go back to heaven. You're the one that fucked up. I'll go with, you know, Mommy Lilith over there and go to her New World Order. At least she stands for something that's a little bit more just, I feel like. <laughs> fuck, man. Crumkey's out there listening to this right now, and she's like, just wait. She's going to break your heart or something like that. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm almost finished with Act 1 again on my uh, Sorcerer. Lord. And it's so good. Like, I can't stop playing. I'm exploring even more now, dude. I'm doing more side quests. I just did a dungeon that I didn't even fucking know was there. Um, Austin, you want to talk about Broodmother? That sucked. Every fucking bit of that fight sucked. It wasn't that the boss was hard. It was just so many things coming at you at once. Yeah. It was just taking all of your focus away from her. And then she was just able to trap you every fucking five seconds. It was yep. terrible. Austin and I decided to play some together, and we weren't doing story things. We were just running some dungeons, and I don't remember the dungeon that I went to, but I had a spider boss at the end of it called Broodmother. And like he said, she was not hard, but everything else happening was because she was spawning webs that if you got stuck in, everything would hit you. You couldn't move. You were locked into place for like five good seconds. And in that time, you can easily die. Um, Very so much so. Then she's spawning these fat enemies that if you kill them, like they're bipeds, then the, you kill them, they turn into big spiders. You kill the big spiders, they turn into little spiders. There's a lot of shit happening on this map, and it's a square room that you have to keep doing laps in while evading the fucking webs on the ground, while trying to chase her down, but stay far enough away from all the little enemies so you don't get wrecked. You gotta revive teammates because they keep going down. Not gonna say oh, 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 let's pretend I'm the only one that went down. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> you I piece did, of yeah. shit. Uh, but you should have revived was, me quicker. It was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a good fight, though. Like By the end of it, we actually felt accomplished. Uh, she drops this really cool dagger that actually has a physical, like, variant appearance. So it's a dagger, and it like looks like it's dripping off venom. So that was pretty cool. Um, you can transmog that and keep it forever. So I'm having a lot of fun, man. Co-op's really good. Uh, the story's excellent. Gameplay is phenomenal. It feels smooth. feels polished. I'm ready for more. Fucking bring on the battle pass. Dude, that battle pass is going to be so dangerous. I'm really glad I'm close to finishing the challenge because if I wasn't, I'm not gonna lie, it might not ha it might not happen. Yeah, I talked a lot of shit about this game at the beginning or end of uh, end of last year, beginning of this year. I don't know. It's not even that I talk shit. I just, I mean, I truly doubted it. I, I doubted what they were gonna do after playing Diablo Immortal, Mortals. Um, I didn't have a good feeling about it. And while there are some pretty 
uh, I will say, thievish microtransactions in this game. Like, the fucking... Oh, dude, the outfits are expensive. Holy 20, shit. There, yeah, there's a $25 outfit that does nothing for you other than changes appearance. So you got me fucked up, dude. Um, it comes with a lot of stuff, though. Yeah, it comes with a lot of stuff. That's a whole ass meal. <laughs> That's but true. It's it's outside of that little predatory microtransaction bullshit, man. This is the most fun I've had all year. And it's like, this is the best part of what I love about World of Warcraft, which is running dungeons and getting loot mm-hmm. and getting better. This is that, and it's just nothing but that with a really fucking awesome story, dude. Mm-hmm, for sure. I fucking... <coughs> I can't complain about their scummy microtransactions because I bought one. But... They are kind of so. scummy. Yeah, this one was only 15 bucks. Um, that's still kind of crazy for a skin, though. I'm not going to lie. It is, but I would I would be more concerned if it was $25. Yeah, and the fact that... Uh, I think they already said the battle pass is only going to be like eight ninety nine or yeah. something like that. Um, I'm so excited it. for it. Oh, really? <laughs> I got the deluxe edition, so it comes with it. Oh, man, I needed to see... I might do... I need to see if you can do the deluxe edition upgrade separately. I think you can. Don't tell me that, Dylan, because I'll do it right fucking now. All right, I am going to do it right now. And then you have to start playing World of Warcraft because it comes with a mount for World of Warcraft. No. Yep. You have to start playing Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, God. I don't know if today's a good day to tell him that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not playing any fucking MMO. It's not happening. He's not playing any Final Fantasy. It's over. Uh, Diablo 4 kind of is an MMO. Yeah, yeah th- they, Diablo has been like an MMO no, for a long time. Yeah. It's my biggest complaint <clears throat> about the game. They need to step up the social features because I don't care that I can see little Billy Tim Tim in the fucking corner shooting his little crossbow. I want to be able to look for a dungeon in a group and be able to run that dungeon with people. I cannot currently do that. That would be fucking spiffy if they would introduce something like that. I think this game should have an offline mode. Uh, go f- uh, that's your opinion. I can't tell you to fuck yourself. <laughs> I do like having it. Just yeah, fuck you. From the internet. I played you. Diablo 1 completely by myself. Yeah. I don't think I've actually ever... I, I've dabbled in... I think I dabbled in 2. I never played 3, though. <gasps> oh, you never played 3? I, I wanted I to. finish 3. No, I really wanted to, and I just never got around to Fuck. it. I think I even own it on Xbox. Fuck! I just never played Three it. I heard so it was good. great. It's so good, man. I hope that doesn't happen with 4, but I get it if it does. I get yeah. it if it does. If it's you a- bought Diablo 4 and liked it, this would be a Diablo podcast so quickly. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes, because fucking the rest of the year is so packed full of shit, it dude. Is it is, dude. More stacked with the Nintendo Direct being added to the list. Fuck. Like, I had no intentions of buying another Pokemon game this year, but now I'm buying a full Pokemon game and two DLCs, so, you know, fuck. <laughs> a Super Mario RPG looks real cool. And I'm yeah. not even a Mario person, but I might look into that shit, dude. Like It looks really I good. I uh, Mr. Ruiz excited, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Mr. that's because Ruiz. the original one was uh, was developed by Square. Yeah, it was. Oh my god! Just move on. We're done. <laughs> what? No, it was. This it is was. a real. I know. It was. 
but this is what I'm saying. We're just right back to a square thing. So it's well, no, 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 no. I'm I've saying that Justin likes Enix. Square. Okay, I'm just saying that it was another reason to say Square Enix. <laughs> Justin likes Square Enix developed RPGs, and yep. the original was one. So he's bound to like it. No, yep. truly is. I don't know like why. Why are you doing this? It's like Final Fantasy, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> really gaslighting the shit out of you. It really fucking is. <laughs> what? <sighs> what a what a piece of shit. Um. <laughs> All right, let's get to our picks of the week, and we'll fucking get out of here. <clears throat> are you um, kidding? What? Am I kidding? No. Just give me. How long is it going to take you to talk about your pick of the week? Give me. Oh that fuck one you! I understand. Uh, like uh, I don't know, like a minute or two. Okay, okay. Give me two minutes, and then you'll understand. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't. I don't even fucking know what's going on. But uh, my pick of the week is a video called "The Unreality of Pro Wrestling." It is the new video by Super Eye Patch Wolf, who I have talked about probably endlessly on this podcast. Uh, and it is all about the Roman Reigns bloodline storyline and how fiction and reality separated but then kind of came back in on one another. And it is a truly fucking wild ride. I loved every fucking minute of it. It's my favorite video of this year so far. Um it's it's fucking great. Super Eye Patch Wolf does not fucking miss. Just good shit. Hell yeah, dude. Hey, Austin, <clears throat> why don't you tell me about that uh, pick of the week? I know you're just waiting for it. Um, yep. It's a, a band called Sleep Token. Um, it's the Summoner. I heard this song for the first time last week. Literally the night after. I don't know if it, I, it was either during the podcast or after. One of The two of you were talking about it. And I remembered the name, and then the next day, I saw a TikTok <laughs> advertising uh, a playlist on Spotify called a Baby Making Metal Playlist, and I was like, wow, that sounds fucking neat. And I li- and this was literally the first song, and I'm pretty sure that entire album was on that fucking playlist. Uh, and this is really uh, rad. I'm into it. I just it. want you to know that I liked it before it was cool. You did. You 100% did. Madison's also mad. Because she claims she tried to show me this album a yep. few weeks ago and I wasn't into it. That's been me with all my fucking friends at this point. I goddamn hate it. <laughs> Except for Josh. He listened and was like, yeah, it's really good. I didn't even I, recommend it to him. He just yeah, came on the same night. I was I literally listening it. to it the same day that Dylan was. Yep. <laughs> literally. <laughs> it's very good. That that album does so many things and it does all of them so well. It's very good. Dude, uh, before we get to yours, Dylan, since we're still on the sleep token thing... Uh, let me find it real quick. Um, fuck. There's a video I watched of someone doing a cover of a Sleep Token song. It's another, it's another metal guy. Um, shit. Iron Man? No, hang on. Uh, god damn it. Where is my fucking... There it is. Okay. Um, because he's a metal guy. Oh my god, I hate you so much. Um... Love it. Oh, there's a Sleep Token uh, cover of Hey Ya also, by the way, on YouTube. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, uh, which is pretty good. It's a song by Outkast, Austin. I know that, Dylan. Thank you. Uh, uh, the vocalist from Lorna Shore cover, yeah. um, covered uh, the fucking... 
chokehold. Yeah. And it's it's on YouTube. It's really good. It's pretty sick. So, check that out if you're interested. Uh, I just found Lo-Fi Pokemon Radio on YouTube. What the fuck is this? It's red. Oh! That's what it is. It's Pokemon Red. It's just the OST to Pokemon Red. <laughs> <laughs> this is really fucking good, dude. That might I should. That's not my pick of the week, but check it out. Um, my pick <laughs> of the week is a song called "Burn the Ships." I think it's off the same named album from a band called Blacktop Mojo. I think it's their 2017 album, 2019. Don't remember. This is the fucking love child of Godsmack and Shinedown, I swear to God. But this, this oh song's pretty fucking Christ. awesome. Oh, Christ. No, um... Why are you the way you did you are? Because, Dylan, I have taste. <laughs> Jesus. No. <laughs> now you see what I deal with. God no, smack and shine I, down? Come on, man. You're I, better I, I than just this. I went down a vortex, and I'm like, that's going to somehow correlate with something that Jeff likes. And I just started picturing, like, that biscuit. <laughs> I know I'm going to be to blame for this somehow. Anyway, it's, uh, ships. it's really good. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking hell, dude. Wait, hang on. What's the name of the the Pokemon Lo-Fi? Is it Lo-Fi Pokemon Radio? I should have. Yeah, I should have just said that. From Futaba Cafe. You yeah, should that's have. literally it. Hell yeah! I'm turning that shit on right now. I, yep. Sounds sick. Hell yeah! Cool. All right. Well, it's time to get out of here, fuck faces. Bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes. Non-binary hoes. That should be the title of this episode. What? I'm gonna have to. He's not wrong. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I'll think about it. I'll consider it. <laughs> um, Just saying, it's Pride Month. It is Pride Month. Yep. That's. <laughs> As always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Bob Hunting Pixels and the Culture Bob Family content. <laughs> I slipped up there for a minute because uh, you know I'm an idiot. Uh, Culture Bop is available on Instagram at Culture underscore Bop and on YouTube at YouTube.com slash C slash Culture Bop. Uh, that video that I've been talking about is still on its way, but it's going to be late. It's not going to be in time for the Final Fantasy 16 release, and I apologize. Uh, but it will be coming here, hopefully within the next week or so. Um, we'll just have to see how things play out. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Bebop Man 182 you can uh, follow me on Instagram at bebopman182 and on Twitch with the revamped Culture Bop channel. Uh, you just type in Culture Bop on Twitch and I'm there. Uh, but maybe we're all there. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, new things coming there. Uh, we're going to start streaming the podcast. Or, well, not streaming the podcast, but uh, we'll have like live launch like watch parties I guess I don't know how that works on Twitch uh, but um, we'll be doing that there uh, as well as um, I'm going to have a relatively relatively good schedule up uh, for doing things and you know and whatnot. so uh, yeah just uh, go check that out I also hit affiliate which means that you can now uh, sub to uh, the channel if you feel so inclined. Use I wish your, you would have um, said sub to daddy. Sub to daddy? 
Oh, okay. Well, he said, oh. Damn. I wish I'd done that. But you can do that. Remember to use your fucking free uh, Prime subscription on my channel. On our channel, I should say. Uh, you can find Dylan at Under Construction. Yep. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go lay under a fucking collapsed building, so. He is currently working. Uh, for a construction company, and uh, I kind of wish, actually, if anyone knows anyone. No, you don't. No, I've done it before. Okay. He wants to level up his fucking uh game, his uh strength game, Austin. Yeah. 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 He wants to carry still beams like the ones that were carried into the twin towers and then burned with jet fuel. <laughs> Not wow! Nope. I I love Justin, but the other day I, was some, uh, I was trying to get one of my drinks put together. And I looked on the top and said, "Remember to use by September 11th." And I was like, "How could I forget?" I, forget. I saw a really, really fucking funny. Uh, tweet the other day it was someone who was like um you know uh people have like um like all this anxiety and blah 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 i wonder what was happening to them or like people i i don't remember the exact like tweet but it was going. something like it was like huh i wonder what was happening 20 years ago Uh-oh. oh <laughs> yep and, and someone <laughs> replied to it and said sometimes forget <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, I laughed oh, so man. fucking hard at that shit, man. I was like in tears. I was laughing so hard. Just like that day. <sighs> but not from laughing. Yeah, I was going to say, I wasn't <laughs> laughing at the Twin Towers collapsing. Is this what we are? Are we a 9-11 jokes podcast? Nope. Yeah, I think so. That's good. That I'm glad and... we're unfiltered. <laughs> we're that and an LGBTQ plus representation podcast. And also uh, a horny podcast. That's true. We do get horny on here. Like, way more often than we should. I don't think... I, we didn't get horny once this episode. Uh, you guys talked about... Podcasts. I don't you guys shit me. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys talked about Diablo 4, which has hot fucking demon mommy. Oh, yeah. I Dylan did say that. No, yeah, no, no, you no, did. No, 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 no. Yes, Look, you did. It's so funny how I get blamed for gaslighting. I said she had a good fucking point. <laughs> yeah, the points on no, her titties. Not, that did are you not call her mommy after that? from saying anything like that. I'm pretty sure you called her mommy at least once. You I, definitely called her mommy. If we wound this back, she, I'm pretty sure we would I just it. fucking say that she is known as a mother in that fucking uh, game? Oh. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> up until the last minute and a half. Oh, God, my head hurts. Oh, shit, man. Oh, wait, my shit says under construction because I'm reevaluating my life. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Well, don't yeah. reevaluate too much. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds really oh, awful. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> 
If I can be, I will be, I will be frank with you guys. Uh, I, I doubt I will ever stream on Twitch again. But I might have other stuff that I would really like to do. So we'll see. Okay. And if I'm not going to stream on Twitch, I'm definitely not going to promote an Instagram or a Twitter that coincides with that channel. And I have a personal Instagram, but that's for you guys and my, my close friends in the Discord, not for all the weird fucks that listen to this, like Jif or just the randoms that come in. Like like, like who? Like, <laughs> I coughed. It was weird. Oh, really? I heard the word Jif, no. which sounds an awful lot like Jif. Like the peanut butter, maybe, but anyway, got some stuff coming. We'll see how it goes. Just have to get set up for it. Um, bear with me. Okay, we'll try. Uh, God damn, that got way off the fucking rails. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit. It was a good 20 minutes. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. <laughs> All because you wrote under construction. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Austin is finally available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. All a big papa place. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, uh, last thing to talk about is uh, if you if you like all the things that we're doing and you want to give us money because you think that it would be great to see more of our faces and or voices, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash culturebop and toss us a pledge. We got some real, real cool shit going on over there. Real, mm -hmm. real good time. Um, go check it out. Or, or don't. You know, fuck do I care. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I do care. Please give me money. Um, boy, that should get butts in the Patreon seats. It might. Uh, that said, if you uh, become a member at the, uh, at the, I think it's the $2 level, uh, guess what you get? You get shoutouts on this here show. S just like Justin... Paladin Ruiz, Tani Barbarian Sulman, Jeffrey Necromancer Ciarto, Bryn Druid Woodham, Dylan Sorcerer Martin, and Austin Rogue Stevens. Those are all Final Fantasy classes. I will literally <laughs> end my life right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Necromancer isn't. Okay. Uh, that did seem kind of dark for one of their classes. <laughs> Uh, actually, Wait, there are think, druids in there for real. Yeah, I was about to say I don't. I don't know that they're druids either. Oh, there okay. are definitely like characters like that would meet the definition of druids, like summoners, technically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I don't think there's ever actually been a druid class in Final Fantasy. Hey, maybe That's Final a Fantasy 18 because 17 will be the uh, MMO, right? Oh, I don't know, but I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that I can hop on a Final Fantasy MMO at launch. God, go. my fucking oh, wiener's no. hard for that. Coming next year. Coming next year. Uh, all right, man. If we're fucking off the rails yep. again, let's uh, let's get out of here. Skedaddle. Um, until next time. Goodbye. <laughs>